Hey guys, and welcome to Contained, the show where I tell you guys free interesting stories straight from the SCP Foundation's archives. As always, I am your host, Coolyfish, and not only do I have free stories for you today, but I have a bonus one to celebrate today being Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. So, let's get started. We got a lot of ground to cover today. Okay, so first up is SCP-944, also known as the Mirror Maze. Object class is Euclid, and here is the description. SCP-944 is a single-story building outfitted as a Mirror Maze, formerly an attraction at... Amusement park in. After a number of anomalous effects were observed, the building was secured by the foundation. As the effect appears to be localized, the remainder of the park is open to the public. Periodically, individuals entering SCP-944 are capable of walking off the intended paths through the maze and into the mirrors. Despite extensive experimentation, the foundation has been unable to predict when and where anomalies will occur, or the effects of walking through said mirrors. In addition, the distorting mirrors found in the Hall of Fun are sometimes capable of producing permanent distortions in the human or people viewing them. SCP-944 was built in 2006 and operated normally until Incident 944-U1 occurred. It is unknown what initiated SCP-944's anomalous behavior. The following are reports leading up to the containment of SCP-944. Incident 944-U1. Date. A 53-year-old male emerged from the maze, claiming to have been lost in the maintenance tunnels for three days. SCP-944 does not contain maintenance tunnels. Subject treated for dehydration and released. Park security assumed the individual was intoxicated and details of incident were imaginary. Incident 944-U2. Date. Classified. A 12-year-old boy found severely injured in maze hallway B with third-degree burns to hands and feet. Subject claimed to have been detained in a windowless brick room for approximately seven hours by an individual calling himself Zippo the Pyromaniac Clown. Who burned and... The victim. Victim recalls being told... It's all part of a show, kid. SCP-944 does not contain the area described by the victim. Of course. Incident 944-U3. Date. 24-year-old female emerged from maze. 3'4". Tall after pausing before a shrinking mirror. In the maze's hall of fun. Subject was 5'9". On entering maze. Foundation personnel intercepted police report of this incident. Area secured, class B amnestics administered. SCP status established and containment initiated. Additional investigation reveals that individuals are missing after entering SCP-944. Addendum post-containment experimentation. 
Use of a robotic drones to navigate SCP-944 does not appear to trigger anomalous effects. Therefore, use of D-Class personnel in experiments is indeed approved. Experiment 944-C1 Subject D-12154 allowed to walk randomly through SCP-944. Subject observed to walk through mirror 22, hallway C, and disappear. GPS tracking indicated D-12154 was 700 miles away in... Subject recaptured and claimed to have walked out of a mirror in the hotel ballroom. Mirror 22 appeared non-anomalous when examined after incident. Experiment 944-C2 Subject D21332 allowed to enter SCP-944. Subject walked into Mirror 5, Hallway A. Security team dispatched after hearing subject screaming. D21332 observed chat in or behind Mirror. We are currently unable to determine which, however. Mirror was broken during attention during attempt to extract D-Class. Experiment 944C3. D-23187 ordered to enter SCP-944. Subject observed to walk through mirror 15, hallway B, subject to in front of mirror 15, hallway C, deceased, entirely coated within a thin layer of glass, and mirrors found intact and appeared to be non-anomalous. Experiment 944-C4. D-24110, order to enter SCP-944 and follow blue line path to Hall of Fun. Subject found collapsed in Hall of Fun, had extended by 229 centimeters, and data expunged. Remotely extracted. I see. No. Subject expired after 10 minutes due to massive organ damage. And that's where the file ends for us. On to the next one, shall we? I'll put in a noise here. Okay, so the next one in our little book here is, okay, it's on the short side, SCP-160, 160, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to call it the Predatory Drone. Object class is Euclid, and before I give off its description, I don't think I gave you the class for the last one. So I'm sorry about that. I might go through and edit it in. If not, oh well. Okay, here's the description. SCP-160 appears to be a quad quadrifier unmanned aerial vehicle, UAV, with a diameter of approximately 1.1 meters at its widest point. Model manufactured by the corporation. It is devoid of any identifying marks or manufacturing labels, though visual inspection of SCP-160 has revealed signs of scratches and other superficial damage, indicating that prior identifying labels may have been removed. SCP-160 operates continuously and completely autom autonomous from any identified control source, and exhibits behavior similar to that of predatory birds. It will actively hunt prey such as rodents and other small animals and, upon locating such prey, 
dive down at high speeds and impale its prey with what appears to be a metallic proboscis. Analysis of its prey shows that it then injects a highly caustic substance that liquefies the internal organs and extracts in resulting slurry and and extracts resulting slurry. SCP-160 will generally avoid humans and larger animals, but has been recorded using its proboscis in self-defense. One sec, I'm going to look up what that means. Okay, in zoology, a proboscis is a organ that sucks. <laughs> that's, that's literally what it is. Okay, so it's basically like a mosquito. I'm going to finish reading this paragraph. Injuries inflicted by SCP-160 are extremely painful and can cause death via liquefaction of vital organs or internal bleeding. Further research on SCP-160 is underway, but has proven difficult due to SCP-160's continuous operation. Tranquilizer darts are ineffective as SCP-160 appears to be entirely composed of the biggest metal. Okay, it says of non-biological components. And requests to attempt a low-intensity electromagnetic pulse to disable it have been rejected due to possible unforeseen damage. SCP-160 was discovered by Foundation agents on... Following multiple reports of household pets from the town of disappearing and subsequently being found dead under unusual circumstances. SCP-160 was quickly identified and lured into a transport vehicle by a containment team and subsequently taken to... Okay, guys. Here's our final file. SCP-177. I almost said 117. This is SCP-177. A.K.A. Checkmate. Object class is ooh, safe for once. And here's its lovely description. SCP-177 is an 8x8 square standard chessboard measuring 40 centimeters by 40 centimeters. On the board are 16 pawns, two kings, two queens, four bishops, four knights, and four rooks. Totaling 16 black and 16 white pieces. All items are carved out of elephant ivory. The white pieces are movable and can be removed removed from the board with minimal force. The black pieces, however, cannot be removed from the board or moved by any outside force. Forces in excess of free kilo newtons have been applied to the black pieces, only resulting in damaged equipment. When a legal opening move is made using the white pieces, SCP-177 enters an active state. When active, SCP-177 can be used to play a game of chess using standard rules. The black pieces move autonomously. And after a move is made using the white pieces, that piece becomes immovable until black makes a move. When a piece is captured, it is moved off to the side of a board and removed from play automatically. In the case of a white side winning, the black pieces all return to their original positions and no further effects are noted until a new game starts. If black should win, the black pieces do a celebratory dance and the white pieces fall down before writing themselves to their original positions. Should a, should a stalemate occur, all pieces fall down and return to original positions.
SCP-177 was brought into Foundation custody 1990 following a routine sweep of antique stores in the area of London, England. The shop in question was found to be mundane with the exception of SCP-177, which was acquired by Dr. Caleb. The shop has since been under surveillance for any further anomalous activity. And then beyond here, there's a partial test log, is what it says. So basically, it's going to log um, a couple of tests throughout the course of millions of tests in which subjects play games against SCP-177, which wouldn't be a bad thing to have. Okay. Okay, here we go. Test number one. White player, D17701. Female. Caucasian? Caucasian? I don't know how to say that. Okay. Age 25. Subject chosen for her apitudic... For her aptitude in chess. Resolve game. Results of game. Heavy casualties on black's side. Ending in checkmate for black after 60 moves. Test number 14. White player. D17701. Same subject as previous 13 games. So the same person that did the first test. Results of game. Few casualties on black side. Ending in a resignation from D177 at 50 turns. Almost all white pieces were captured. And along with that. This is the first recorded instance of SCP-177 actually winning a game. Okay. Test number 25. White player. Cause Male. Chinese. Age 44. Local chess champion in the town of Jiangsu Province? PRC. Mr. Was informed that SCP-177 was operated remotely by an advanced chess computer developed by Sherman Computer products. Results of game. SCP-177 successfully promoted one of its pawns to a queen and used his piece to place Mr. into check several times before an eventual checkmate at 75 turns. Mr. administered amnestics and released. Test 51. White player. Male. Japanese. Age 50. Former Japanese national chess champion. Results of game. SCP-177 has con had considerably long pauses between turns, often in excess of 10 minutes, and moved pieces slowly. Eventually, Mr. resigned, declaring that the board was, was broken and taking too dang long. In future tests, time control will be used to ensure that there are no repeats of this test. Mr. Am administered amnestics and released. Test 167. White player, Dr. Caleb, chess expert and head researcher on SCP-177. Dr. Caleb requested to play a game with SCP-177. Results of game. Checkmate for SCP-177 at 154 turns. Dr. Caleb proclaimed that it was the best dang game of chess he had ever played and expressed interest in a rematch. Test 200. White player. Deep Blue 
chess computer. Results of game. SCP-177 narrowly lost to Deep Blue in 50 moves. Since this time, SCP-177's chess strategy has been noted to be greatly improving. Test 406. White player, Dr. Caleb. Results of game. Checkmate for Dr. Caleb in 11 turns. A new record for SCP-177. Dr. Caleb stated that SCP-177 must have cheated, citing, this, citing the misuse of an... My bad. Citing the misuse of the en passant move. Footage shows that SCP-177 played legitimately. Test number 529. White player. 2000. Chess champion. Mr. was informed that SCP-177 was being controlled by an advanced chess computer developed by Sherman Computer Products. Results of game. Mr. lost to SCP-177 in 90 moves, stating that whoever programmed this computer was a genius. Mr. was administered Class A amnestics following testing and released. Test number 702. White player. Rybka. Chess computer. Winner of 2007 to 2010 World Chess Computer Championships. Results of game, SCP-177 won in 25 moves. Some computer may have there. Test number 975. The last one. White player. Chess computer. Anderson. A computer developed by Dr. Caleb with the express purpose of beating SCP-177. Computer was built to be able to deviate from rules of chess and cheat if necessary. White pieces manipulated by a robotic arm. So basically they made a robotic chess player. Okay, results of game. Game progressed normally until turn 63, when Anderson attempted to move the white queen in an L shape similar to a knight in order to achieve check. Following this, SCP-177 was thrown at Anderson by an unseen force that over classified kilometers an hour, resulting in the destruction of several vital circuits in the computer. Okay, now that's the end of this file for us. Okay guys, so this is the point in the video where I obviously... Okay, okay, stop the clip. This Halloween special extra is SCP-3992. Also known as Wondertainment Wacky Halloween Fun Masks. The object's class is safe. And here's its description. SCP-3992 is a number of children's Halloween face masks. Instances come in a range of designs, portraying various Halloween-themed monsters. Instances are constructed out of simple plastic materials, paint, and string. Each instance bears a label reading Wondertainment Wacky Halloween Fun Masks on their interior. SCP-3992 instances do not display any anomalous properties when worn by a non-anomalous individual. However, when worn by an anomalous entity, it will appear to physically change into an adolescent 
humanoid of varying appearance. Any clothing worn by the wearer will appear to change into a costume fitting the number fitting the SCP-3992 instance's appearance. Clothing will simply appear to manifest on entities not wearing anything. To clarify, anomalous entities who wear an instance of SCP-3992 do not actually experience a physical change in appearance, but rather appear to become humanoid. Changes in an entity's appearance in manifested clothing cannot be physically felt, and affected entities may continue to function and interact with their surroundings as normal. This effect will cease when the SCP-3992 instance is removed. The physical appearance gained by wearers of SCP-3992 instances differ significantly in bodily features, including skin tones, skin colors, size, and gender. And there you go. That's our Halloween special bonus there, as I have written it for some reason. I will resume like normal. Go over what we've discussed today, sort of. Just in a way, we're going over what we discussed. Here we go. So, first up was SCP-944, the mirror maze, the objects class is Euclid. We'll set these standards. So I will go into the maze. I will be... My directions will be to do whatever I want in there. And we'll say I'm a D class and I'm Conducting tests for the Foundation on the effects of SCP-944. So, basically then, I know that it's anomalous. I know what can go wrong. But, these things are even going to spin and whatnot. So, what I would do if I were in that situation, if I were a D-class, and I could do whatever I want in there for testing purposes. Honestly... I would probably walk slowly, just like walk around, admire it all. I would not walk backwards, because then I would probably walk into a mirror. So, I probably would. It depends on if the mirrors would be like stealthy about it. Really? But if I were to face this thing, I would probably cross my fingers, pray, and. Try to have the best fun I can. Okay. Next up was SCP-160, the predatory drone with a object class of Euclid. So, let's see. Um, if I were... You know what? Let's just say I'm being hunted by it. Like I'm trapped in a big cage or like a football field or something. Ooh, let's do a football field. So I'm, we'll set the circumstances as I'm trapped in a football field in the middle of a football field and the drone is hunting me from above. So what would I do there? Um, well, considering it's a football field, first thing I would probably do is see if anything is locked up. Because if if everything's unlocked, if all the doors are unlocked, this thing can't open doors. It's basically a metal mosquito that is humongous and 
acts like a bird. So I would probably try to go inside. But you know what? let's say everything is locked. And I got to survive for about like an hour. An hour or 30 minutes or something around there. So I probably would try to hide. Okay. And then we have what was supposed to be the last one. Which was SCP-177. Checkmate. The object's class was safe. And the description was basically, it's a chessboard that plays on its own. That it's a chessboard that will basically play you itself. So it'll, like, play a game against you. First things first, object class is safe. I wouldn't have to really do anything. My life's not being threatened. I would probably just play, like, I want to say a million games, but probably not a million games. But I would probably do, like, 10 or 20 games. 10, 15, maybe 20 games with it before I got sick of losing. And then after getting sick of losing, I would probably just, like, leave. After, like, calling it a good game and whatnot. Or a good day, even. But yeah, not too much to talk about good old Checkmate here. Well, guys, that'll do it for this episode of Contained. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for watching. And I'll leave the links to the web pages. To the I will leave the links to all, to all four of those in the description. So thank you guys so much for watching. Join me next time, and bye.